Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hold on to your butts. We are changing the course of history as we see it. That is what Westman demands. Now this affects Iris. Um, Iris, where are you? What you feel only matters to you. I do not entertain hypotheticals. The world as it is is vexing enough. Iris, I have a tip for you. Don't take drugs! Or whatever movies with Wesley and Iris. What up and welcome to Or Whatever Movies. I'm your co-host, Iris, and I'm here with my older brother, Wesley. And today we're introducing our new show, Is It Offensive? Featuring our foremost mother authority, Iris. Tis I, a foremost mother authority, what? This is The Little Mermaid, and you took your two little girls to see The Little Mermaid at the Al Capitan Theater. That is like dedication. Man, it was busy. Hollywood was popping. The girls were like so excited and dad was way overstimulated. Dad was overstimulated for The Little Mermaid? That seems inappropriate. <laughs> no, by the crowds and the just the sheer humanity that is Hollywood. Isn't the, uh, the Disney soda fountain still there? The Ghirardelli soda fountain and ice cream shop is still there. But that place was, oh my gosh, it was completely overridden after the show let out. There was a line like wrapped around the store. They were also selling Little Mermaid merch and stuff in there. So it was just crazy. Little Merch Maid. So this was an experience. When was the last time you saw The Little Mermaid, the original from what was it? 1990? 91? 89. A, A long time. So much so that Kelly Ray said that I should revisit it, but I don't think it's necessary. As a matter of fact, I think it contributed to my viewing experience being surprised. Like, I didn't remember most of the stuff. I was like, in the original, does she do the thing where she doesn't talk? And she's like, dude. So. <laughs> what? That's the whole thing. I didn't remember that Ursula turns into a giant sea witch creature monster thing, like a kraken. Yeah. And is stabbed by the boat or whatever. No recollection of that at all. Really? So so that's how long it's been. Uh, But don't try to steer it away because you're in the hot seat for this game. Is it offensive? I'm a The Little Mermaid authority. I don't know if I'm... Didn't we discuss at one point we were going to do like a bit in the show where like the is it racist corner? Yeah. And I was always the one who was like, is it racist? Because I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And how you expect me to be the... What is it? The D-E-I-A... This is a more family-friendly game. Okay, go. Is it offensive that the Little Mermaid is black this time? <laughs> I'm not some kind of Little Mermaid purist where, you know, it was, it, okay, let me put it this way. It was a little odd that, like, almost everything else was a direct recreation of the original Little Mermaid from 1989. So in that sense, it was a departure, but was is it offensive? Not in the least. Supposedly, the filmmakers cast the best talent. And after hearing her... 
I mean, you know, her acting was fine, but after hearing her sing, apparently she moves everyone to tears when she sings. And I think she was the right person for sure. Yeah, I mean, she's, she sounds an awful lot like the original Ariel. She's got some pipes, right? She can truly sing. Her presentation is perhaps more modern. It's definitely more inclusive. But other than that, it was kind of the same. It wasn't like there was a cultural twist, per se. I'm not sure how the sea rules work, but uh, Capitan Salazar was definitely not black, and that was her dad. And her, wait, uh, who? Wait, and, King and Triton? Her, yeah. What did you call him? Capitan Salazar. He was in Pirates, dude. This is Javier wait. Bardem's like second seafaring creature movie. He was the guy with the flowy hair, just like in The Little Mermaid. Oh. Uh, and was that also the Rob Marshall directed? It wasn't. Um, However, I was like immediately from the start, I was like, this is Pirate's Light, right? But he directed On Stranger Tides, which is technically my favorite. Um, but he is a he's a turncoat. He's a traitor. Who is Rob Marshall? Yeah. Did you see how, how he completely flipped the script on his depiction of mermaids from On Stranger Tides to this movie? Oh, he was all oh. like, mermaids are bad. And now he's like, mermaids are the best. I think those were sirens, technically uh, speaking. I don't know, man. Speaking. Also, were you, did, so you saw this in the theater. Was the Elemental? No. Uh, what's the other Kraken yeah, movie? Yeah, I was a teenage Kraken or teenage Kraken or whatever, right? Yeah, was Yeah, the... where mermaids are bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> why do you put the bad mermaid trailer in front of the good mermaid? It was movie? weird for the, yeah. The, what did they say? They were like, because mer- people love mermaids. Yeah, and people are stupid. They said to a crowd of people assembling to watch a mermaid movie. <laughs> yeah, know your audience here. Right? Inappropriate or no? Yeah, wait. Yeah, inappro- is, is this appropriate? Okay. Oh, man. So I didn't remember in the original Little Mermaid if uh, King Triton had daughters of various ethnicities. And I thought, well, this one, they're definitely being inclusive because it was like Wreck-It Ralph. You remember Wreck-It Ralph when Vanellope is hanging out and they had all the Disney princesses in the same room? Like, I was like, man, this is like all the freaking ocean diversity here. We have the, the Mulan one and the Tiana one and the Elsa one <laughs> and the Jasmine one. And then I realized that they were all meant to represent one of the oceans. And I think there were seven of them, but I'm not sure. Yeah, um, they had realms and responsibilities and they all showed up for the annual or semi-annual annual like sea convention or whatever. But King <laughs> Triton was definitely their dad. Oh, okay. He, and Ariel was definitely his daughter. Then he must have been a player because they all looked completely different. <laughs> he had a, he was like a, yeah, he was a, he was a Dion level traveling man with, with a girl in every port. Well, the, and the girls even reference at some point something like, oh, when our mother died or our mother was here, blah, blah, blah. So I think they had a shared mother. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was the Hamilton of Little Mermaid movies were also featuring Hamilton. Oh, yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda making his third Disney musical Dude, appearance. There's a bunch. There's a bunch. Encanto. Little Mermaid. Mary Poppins. Yeah. And, and then he did that one-off movie about this, the, the monkey that wasn't Disney forever. And they were like, all right, let's rein him back in. Let's get him back into the fold. <laughs> I, I don't know what the monkey one is. Exactly. He So he, Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote the new, the two or is it three new musical numbers? I was guessing that the Aquafina rap was a new one 
Because before <laughs> I knew that Lin-Manuel Miranda was involved, I was like, this is like so Hamilton. And it's a little bit, fr I didn't have a problem with the song per se, except that like Hamilton, when you're delivering a lot of information and you're rapping it, and I had never heard it before, it's a little bit difficult to catch it. Come on, scuttlebutt. It's so obvious. I mean, sure. I mean, so scuttle uh, dishes the scuttlebutt. It's just like this stuff writes itself. I'm not saying it's inappropriate, but I feel like there's something sneaky going on. How many movies are we going to see where, like, halfway through they slip Aquafina in there? <laughs> Yeah, she's like the new Jeremy Renner, where she just comes flying in off, off screen. <laughs> Literally, in this case. Oh, man. Aquafina just pops up out of nowhere. <laughs> and then she does some stuff, and then she flies off. Yep. Uh, yeah. Well, most recently, we reviewed Aquafina's performance in Renfield. A good companion piece, I think, for The Little Mermaid. Mm. How? Exactly. <laughs> because they're movies that Iris approves of. So Renfield was pretty terrible. Like, you know, it was pretty graphic no. or whatever. Oh, yeah. But The Little Mermaid, was it appropriate? Because I personally feel that this was kind of scary. Like, were you a little bit concerned when things started getting crazy and Ursula went all nuts and started trying to kill people? Well, I mean, it's pretty faithful to the original Little Mermaid, which the girls have watched a number of times now. So I was prepared for all of the scariness. So the marriage, which was which turned into a proposal the at the engagement party between Eric and Ursula, the sea witch, that takes place in the original on a ship. And so it was a lot more, I don't know, kind of precarious because they're already out to sea and stuff. I always wondered what happened to the wedding guests who were on the marriage ship. <laughs> when Ursula like goes all nuts and attacks everybody and all crackiny. I mean, Ursula was always terrifying. Like as inclusive as it goes. So you're talking about Ursula and like when he's when she transforms into the other version that she tricks Eric into thinking that she was the one who was singing and thus who rescued him. Yep. If it's all inclusive, like how come Ursula had to be hot for Eric? You mean the human version of Ursula? How yeah. come she was hot? Like, how come she was good looking? Yeah, how come she couldn't just be Ursula with legs? I was wondering if, like, Melissa McCarthy was just going to show up in, like, gossamer robes and, like, walking on the beach and stuff. Yeah. You know, Eric is a young dude and these things matter. And people <laughs> would truly think that he was crazy if he was just like, yeah, no, I'm going to marry this and get engaged with this chick over here. They'd be like, what? Man. I don't know. She's hot because Ursula is a, is a vixen and she's manipulative and You stuff. know what she is? A catfish. I'm sorry. Did you say something? <laughs> that was a good joke. No. So what's, what's better? Because this is all inclusive. What's better? Mr. Mermaid's List or Mr. Malcolm's Fish? <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Ray was looking. She said there's going to be a reference to Finding Nemo in this, right? I said, I don't know. We're going to have to watch. Did you get any Finding Nemo references? Uh, you're the expert on Nemo here. You love it when fish out of water is driving trucks and stuff. Yeah, there, there weren't any that I can detect, uh, which I, I'm much more familiar with that movie. But there was 100% Madame Leota vibes with the crystal ball thing. From Haunted Mansion? Yeah. Like, there's no way that was a coincidence. Her voice sounded similar. Uh, the lighting was similar. She was in the crystal ball. Her face appeared in the crystal ball before Ariel and stuff. Was that Melissa McCarthy's voice? Yeah. 
She's not even really a singer. She took some like vocal lessons, obviously, and discovered that she could sing. If I got you like six months of vocal lessons and aside from being tone deaf, like if you can carry a tune, do you think that anyone can learn to sing? Yes, I do. Be taught? Really? I think the key is to differentiate, is to latch on to melody. And if you can't find the melody and stick with it because there are other harmonies messing you up and it all sounds right in your head, if you learn to differentiate between the melody and harmony, see how different it is, you tend to cleave more closely to the notes no matter what you're listening to. And being sure. conditioned is being just paying attention. I was glad that they gave Eric a number because I thought that the, you know, Eric character was pretty underdeveloped in the original Little Mermaid. He's a little bit objectified, I guess. Now, Jonah Howard King is pretty yummy and he did a great job. But how come they didn't give Javier Bardem a song? Uh, I'm not sure that he can sing. Javier Bardem is just Javier Bardem and it may take some of the gravitas out of it. Plus, he would do an atrocious Antonio Banderas Phantom of the Opera, Phantom of the Opera kind of accent <laughs> but wait who who played eric jonah howard hewer king wait a minute is it inappropriate that i thought maybe this could have been ryan gosling and brownface <laughs> no wonder i thought he was so hot you know the whole Kelly time Ray's like he's got like... the droopy eyes <laughs> they're called bedroom eyes bro <laughs> Uh, the whole time, Brian was like, man. And then afterwards, I was like, what? And he was like, where was Halle Berry? Right. <laughs> That's the racist part. That's definitely inappropriate. No, it was just the name. He, like, just, you know, speed read the name. He didn't really process it. He thought Halle Berry was in the movie, and then she never showed up. <laughs> oh, man. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, he, you know what? He's Ryan Gosling with dimples. Or does Ryan, is Ryan Gosling the Ryan Gosling with dimples? I don't know, man. Jonah Howard King, do you remember him from Little Women? Definitely not. There's only one dude in Little Woman, and it wasn't jo Jonah Howard King. <laughs> Howard, he were. Oh, hey, that was, hey, wait, were. that was women talking. My bad. There were dudes in women, in Little Women. They're all the same dude, though. Like the meek, subservient dude? Yeah, you can just say the Timothy Chalamet type dude. Le poisson, le poisson. <laughs> Man. I love you, little succulent crab. So, <laughs> so I guess, I mean, you know, Sebastian was Jamaican. I don't know that he was specifically Jamaican, but that, definitely that was the accent. And that song sounds French that you're doing, right? Yeah, Louis the chef, he comes across Sebastian and he wants to cook him. But it really doesn't have any story motivation. So I could see why it was easy for it to be on the chopping block. And it was probably best avoided because of just how kind of racist it is. So race apparently was present in the original. Race uh, is present because race doesn't matter in the 2023 Little Mermaid. Except when the, the sea devil is, of course, the white devil. The whitest person in this movie is the baddest one. Ursula? Yeah. The sea witch? Yeah. Is it appropriate that Ursula, in the 1989 version, was based off of a drag queen named Divine? Are you aware of this? Nope. Is it appropriate that people are going after the makeup artist who's a dude in this movie saying, oh, it should have been like a trans artist or something 
because <gasps> she's obviously based on a trans character. So they're saying that they that the makeup artist was inauthentic. Right. He made the news being like, this is offensive. Why can't I be a good makeup artist? Like, why can't it just why does it have to be a trans person doing makeup? That's offensive to me. Wow. I don't know, dude. Just how far does it go? I don't know how far it goes. Can he not be a great makeup artist? Can Melissa McCarthy not be a great Ursula? Melissa McCarthy is, I kind of personally, and maybe this is inappropriate, but I kind of thought that she was a little bit of an obvious choice. Um, maybe I think she is more of a spot on choice because she is so good. If someone said who's playing Ursula, I wouldn't have thought of her. But her laugh is great, is so spot on. So I, I primarily knew her from Bridesmaids and I suspected that that was just kind of her. That was a very stripped down, no makeup, funny, boisterous performance. Whereas here, for the first time, I saw real range. I mean, she was hugely dramatic and all made up. But like you said, kind of pitch perfect, not just in singing, which, you know, was admirable. But in a way, I'm not sure that it was so obvious just in that she did a great job. She's great in this role. She's really great. And I bet it was really fun to work with her. And uh, I think she also really enjoyed working with her tentacles. <laughs> I think I had read that she wants to take her tentacles on Broadway. That'd be pretty good. But yeah, she was the big baddie in here for sure. So did you know that The Little Mermaid is bombing overseas, especially in China? Nope. Why is that? Really healthy 120 or so million Memorial Day weekend box office for The Little Mermaid uh, live action version here in the States. Like one or two million in China, and they're estimating that it's going to be four million total. Ouch. Big market. Huge market. and the, China and loves are, seafood. No, stop. There's backlash about race. Because of the inclusion? I think so. Mm. I had not heard this. There was a lot of concern. Let's, that's the nicest word I can use for it. About the Little Mermaid being black. We've heard about this for years because it was announced years ago you know jacob tremblay was like prepubescent and like 13 years old or something when he recorded his dialogue for flounder or whatever his name is and now he's all like hey what's up i'm jacob <laughs> i did this movie when i was a kid <laughs> really that's weird so it was a while ago uh, but it happened here is the point. And in China, maybe they didn't know or maybe they weren't following. And then Disney drops this movie in their lap and they're like, what's happening? I'm not sure. That's so weird. But like I said, it was a packed audience, you know, a very uh, mixed demographic audience at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood. So does this mean that Aquafina is going to have to say farewell to Chinese audiences? The Farewell was a great movie. She was also in Raya. I wonder how Raya did in China. I don't know. Real quick. Not as much representation here, but this movie, like The Farewell, was all about family. This movie was about family? None of whom showed up to help, who were very, very conveniently there at the end. But when she needed help, where were all those mer people? The mer people seemed awfully supportive at the end, but where were they? I thought it was good that Ariel makes the point, you know, to Triton at the end that Eric was there and he fought for, I guess, on behalf of the mer people or like she joined him. He joined her in battle. Oh, oh he was there. He throws the harpoon at Ursula 
which happens in the original, right? So she points out that, you know, Eric turns up and he doesn't do it just because he's got the hots for Ariel. There were little, there were subtle things that they did to make up for what I thought was going to be the offensive stuff about The Little Mermaid. Offensive? Yeah. Or just like that stuff that doesn't age well. Like, do you remember how old Ariel is in the original The Little Mermaid, the animated version? I want to say 13 or 14. <laughs> no, she's not that, not quite that young. She's 16. I don't know that they mention Eric's uh, age, but he's specifically 21 right here in the, the latest incarnation. In the original, she's on a mission to get the kiss. Here, Ariel doesn't even remember that she wants the kiss. Convenient. In the original, she just falls in love with Eric because she thinks he's dreamy and she wants to be a human. Whereas in this version, the filmmakers are trying to suggest that they're kindred spirits, right? They're not just like teenagers in lust. Yeah, they're meant to be. Star-crossed, sea-crossed lovers. They share a common interest in exploring different cultures and uncharted waters and they have they have adventurous spirits and compassion toward people who are other and who are different like they really wanted to suggest that they had something more in common beyond just teenage lust on that note though is it appropriate that when scuttle was like oh they're gonna kiss i think they're gonna kiss they should kiss then she then goes bow chicka wow wow <laughs> Which is a direct reference to 70s era P-O-R-N. I'm like 99% sure that that was just an Aquafina ad lib. <laughs> <laughs> because I have a hard time believing that this screenwriter wrote in verbatim bonk chica bow wow. <laughs> did you see this in 3D? No way. I did, however, see it in IMAX. All done 3D. But I do know something else. That they cleaned up, polished up for this adaptation. Yep. And it's what no one is talking about, but which I will talk about because I hit the hard facts at or whatever movies. And yep. in this game, is it appropriate? Okay. Let's talk merboobs. Oh, merboobs. Ariel didn't have shells covering her boobs, which was the convention in The Little Mermaid. In that one, she had mammaries. For some reason, not being a mammal. Also, do you remember if Ariel 1989 had a belly button? Yeah, she definitely had a belly okay, button. Okay, so she so that still exists. However, mermaid is supposed to be bottom half fish, top half girl. But in this case, there's mer, mer boobs happening, right? And I thought, that's an interesting choice. And if they were going to be merboobs, maybe they're just anatomical lumps that aren't like for mammals, unless they're meant to make her a mammal. And granted, the lady, the costume designer was like, look, this is a choice that we made because you have to understand seashells when put on a real body don't look right. They don't work the same as they do in a cartoon. So we made this artistic choice. My question is why it wrapped around the back. Like, were those scales being held on? Were they part of her body? Was it a modesty top? And they didn't do it mystique-like in X-Men where it's just like part of, you know, it's just covered or whatever. It's like uh, appliques or whatever. And then- Pasties? Yeah, well, kind of, they're basically big pasties where the clothing on mystique in the X-Men movies for both Jennifer Lawrence and Rebecca Romain were not connected. They were just stuck onto her person that covered the stuff. And so I looked at the other mer people, and some of them didn't go all the way around the back as though to replicate a bikini top. And some of them, despite not being part of their anatomy, 
had like strap looking things like for the little ones that would like go over their shoulders why <laughs> you're not going to find this discussion anywhere else uh, i'm just saying it was a little bit weird it was a little bit crazy we're talking about the anatomical correctness of the murder bandeau well look <laughs> the murder so w- there are a lot of things that were wonky or whatever i think this is going to have to be just one of those things where we roll with it where he's okay. looking out over the very practical ocean, and it's all dark and dank. But underwater, it's all blue and glowing, and under the sea, and they have live bands or whatever, and they're talking, including uh, the bird. They made the bird, they changed it from like a pelican to like an underwater bird so it could sing or whatever. Yeah, and spend lots of time underwater. Right? And so they're all singing and talking. But also, when they were in the cave, her and Triton, and they were talking, they were echoing because they're inside a cave. I don't know, like how how so they're like okay, well it's got to be it's got to echo, right? Well, forget the fact that it's not. Do you remember the James Bond? I think we discussed this before the James Bond movie where he was in a little speedboat and he would like make a sharp turn and they did like a rubber skidding sound. It'd be like when they would turn around in the water. I'm just saying you go with it. Yeah, these are the skeletons in Karate Kid that sound like piles of bones. (laughs) Right when they when Allie trips them. You know oh, what? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to give you credit for this one, Wes, because technically the Murbando should not have matched her tail because it's not a part of her body or her anatomy. Um, Ariel clearly wore shells out of modesty, right? She would have otherwise been bare chested. And mermaids have fashion and have modesty and they cover up, you know, her private parts or whatever. So truly it should have been fashion as opposed to something that looks like it's part of her. Especially if there were others who were clearly wearing something as opposed to having it be part of their... I mean, maybe she just... Maybe the fashion choice was that she wanted a bandeau that matched her tail. I mean, she did have a pretty rocking tail. She had the best tail of all the mermaids. So sure. was it an organic bandeau? Was it from like a... Mer, like a you know, Was it like a donor tissue? There went, at the end, there was like one merman child, a mer yeah. child, that had like red arms. Do you see that? Nope. So maybe it was part of a mermaid's epidermis. Maybe they did have different epidermal features as people. Look, it's getting harder to do, is all I'm saying. And choices need to be made. Beauty and the Beast, you have one dude who's not human, and that's a beast. And you can do that okay. Uh, the Lion King, the live I'm talking about the live-action versions of these movies. Cinderella was just magical, right? The Lion King was all Animal Kingdom, and that was also basically just an animated movie. I'm not sure there was an actual animal in that entire movie. But this one, it's like Luca. There's a weird crossover thing that's happening between humans and mer people, and you gotta just roll with it. Next up, man, one of these days, pretty soon, we're gonna get the live-action Lilo and Stitch, and it's just gonna be weird. Yeah, that's already in the works. Not entirely sure I'm ready for it. Which is your favorite, right? Uh, it's one I'm closest to for Disney animated. Yes, in the modern era. You know, Little Mermaid overall a pretty faithful adaptation, mostly appropriate. I can't really think of anything that was truly inappropriate about it. Something that I'm fine with my daughter seeing. In fact, maybe more fine than the original version. I think that there, I think that the original ver- version did in some ways kind of mess me up as a child. Like when the girl started really liking it and wanting to see it again and again, the the animated version on Disney Plus, I was like, oh, man, this is really fun and so nostalgic for me. But also, I don't really know that I do want them to like they're so impressionable. I don't know if I want them to be 
impressed upon by this. And I do feel a little bit more comfortable with the newest Little Mermaid, although it's just slightly less fun. And that is why Iris is our subject in today's game. Is it appropriate? So mostly I would say appropriate and also a good because they certainly didn't botch it. And it was it had to be good because it was mostly faithful to the original in your official rating you know, is. It definitely did not have to be good. I'm going to give this an above the line appropriate. But uh, then again, I didn't have any stakes. We're going to go see it. Oh, we're going to wait. Oh, no, we're going to go see it. Let's go see it in IMAX. Sure. And I had fun. And I mostly had fun with not blah, 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 seeing how closely it adhered to the original cartoon version of the original. Like, you know what I mean? The original Disney, the previous Disney incarnation of it. And I liked picking it apart because that's fun. And I liked seeing the the seemingly, you're right, seemingly obvious choice of Melissa McCarthy, but in a delicious kind of really fun role that I, that actually in a weird way to think that this was the role of her stretching for me seems weird. But I think that this, what's her name? Ha- Hallie Bailey, right? Mm-hmm. Did an admirable job. I think she was a great, you people all up in arms. I don't know what you're getting all hot around the gills for or whatever the expression is. Calm down. Everybody calm down. It's all going to be fine. And that's our discussion on The Little Mermaid from 2023. The live action version based on the original Disney classic by the same name. We've covered a lot of Disney films on Or Whatever Movies, all of which you can check out amongst 200 plus others at orwhatevermovies.com or wherever you get podcasts. We'd love to hear what you think about this slightly controversial and yet otherwise innocuous pretty rendition of the little mermaid an underwater adventure awaits you a 1-8-835-0473 or whatever movies at gmail.com is how you contact us at or whatever movies is how you follow us and with your contribution dollars is how you support us on patreon thanks for listening and we'll see you next time have you ever wondered what actually happens in congress every day Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electric acid. Electric acid.